Once again, I have way too much research for this week's episode and didn't have enough time to get it all in, so here are some extras. Of course, you should listen to episode 225 about 1980, the summer of entertainment, before you listen to this, otherwise it may not make much sense. This is from the Chicago Cougars episode about the construction of the Rosemont Horizon. I just uh, cannibalized my own script. Many of the 55 families living in the Glen Acres subdivision, slated to be the site of the new stadium in Rosemont, felt the buyout offers from the village were too low. Donald Stevens, the mayor of Rosemont, said officials had to go buy the appraisals they received. One homeowner told the Daily Herald newspaper he had his house independently appraised for $42,000, but the village offered $27,000. The fall of 1974 saw lawsuits filed against the village of Rosemont and the Hyatt Hotel chain, claiming Hyatt owner Jack Pritzker and Rosemont Mayor Donald Stevens conspired to delay construction of the new arena, quote, for their own personal gain, end quote. In November that same year, U.S. District Court Judge Richard Austin threw out the lawsuit filed by the Rosemont homeowners, whose property was set to be condemned for the construction of the new stadium. Village officials said the completion date for the arena, originally scheduled to be sometime in the fall of 1975, would be pushed back to 1976 or 1977 at the earliest. Regarding the collapse of the Rosemont Horizon, the list of things the investigators found wrong with the construction of the Rosemont Horizon in assessing the roof collapse included the following charges. Only 106 of the required 966 bolts were installed with nuts, and many were only, quote, finger tight. 388 bolts were installed in position without nuts, and many were too short. 517 bolt holes had no bolts at all, and the remaining ones had metal pins or smaller than specified bolts inserted. All the required nails on supporting wooden joints of the 280 by 380 foot roof were omitted. All of them? Defective rigging was not removed, and floors and platforms were not guarded by railings. OSHA said the lack of crucial bracing caused the roof to collapse and that each of the wooden arches that stretch from one concrete support beam to another should have been anchored by four steel cables during construction. There were also heavy bundles of decking placed on the uncompleted roof without any consideration for that additional weight. In June of 1980, Jam Productions presented the World Welterweight Championship, that's boxing, between Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran on closed-circuit TV at 310 locations in the U.S. and Canada. In Chicago, you could see the event at the Rosemont Horizon International Amphitheater, the Airy Crown Theater, which actually sold out well before the show, uh, Aragon Auditorium Theater, and at DePaul University at Alumni Hall. If you're closer to Indiana, the West Side High School in Gary also showed the fight. Tickets were $20 day of show. That's a little more than $64 in today's money. And a few places offered ticks for $15 as a pre-order. Of course, in this era of media, whenever you want it, this may seem odd. But for sports fans, this was not carried on regular TV or radio. 
Roberto Duran won, and because Chicago, 12 people were arrested at the International Amphitheater for unlawful use of weapons, and at the Rosemont, police reported disturbances by those who were unable to see the screen. End result, near sellout shows across the country and gross earnings of more than $96 million in today's money. If you're a fan of country music, and I'm not talking about that pretty boy country music on the radio today, I'm talking about real country music from performers with names like Merle, Conway, Marty, or Dave. There was a place in the suburbs for a short time that I would have loved to have seen called the Countryside Opry. It was located at 6200 Joliet Road in Countryside in the western suburbs just outside of LaGrange. It appears to have used part of the local 150 Union Building on Joliet Road, still there. Details are thin, but this place attracted named talent. Merle Haggard, Conway Twitty, George Jones, Tom T. Hall, Marty Robbins, the Oak Ridge Boys, Dave Dudley, and more but was soon derailed when the promoter was busted for trying to sell art stolen from a gallery in Skokie to undercover feds. He also continued to sell tickets to shows that had been canceled without refunding the money. One more for you. This went on my huh list. In 1979, Fox River Grove, a town about 45 miles northwest of downtown Chicago, held a series of concerts to raise money to rebuild the Ski Tower. According to the Norge Ski Club website, the club was started in 1905 and is the oldest continuously open ski club in the U.S., Their mission, in part, is to prepare athletes for Olympic-level competition in the sport of ski jumping. 1979's concert series was held at the Norge Music Bowl, which, according to sources, had seating on benches for 5,000 with lawn seating of 20,000. Now, I found very little on this venue, so please, if you know anything about it or have pictures, please reach out. Uh, Those performing that summer included Bobby Vinton, Tony Orlando, No Sign of Dawn, Marty Robbins, Crystal Gale, and Tammy Wynette. How have I never heard of this place? Anyway, thanks for listening.